No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast using adult language. Consider yourself warned. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast number 20. My name is Phil, and I'll be your host tonight. It is March 14th, 2012. My shout-out tonight goes to MechTech for the SAT screenshots. Freaking awesome. Darren, who do you got tonight? Hey, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil. Uh, my shout-outs tonight go to my family, and uh, also all my buddies in uh, Aces, World of Tanks, and otherwise. And also a little bit of a special shout-out to my brother who started listening to our podcast the other day as well. Heck yeah, convert him. Do it now. Brandon, who do you got tonight? Uh, tonight my show my shoutouts are going to Persona Studios as well as Roadhouse Interac- Interactive and PGI for their shoutouts on their respective websites. Yes, very, very cool, you guys. We do appreciate it. Greg, who do you got tonight? I want to thank my buddy Kingblade. He got me this epic uh, headset mic from Best Buy and wound up getting a gift card for his trouble because they screwed up the shipment, so... <laughs> No good deed goes unpunished. Way to go, King Blade. Yeah, Semper Fi, brother. All right, it is time for the No Guts, No Galaxy news. Anything and everything, NG. Uh, tonight's news are brought to you by the Emerald Riders. Uh, Adam, also known as Gritonymous, is looking for fun and mature gamers that would like to bring a competitive spirit to MWO as well as uh, MWLL. Um, you can find them at emeraldriders.com. E-N-J-I-N dot com. Uh, again, that's Emerald Riders, just like it sounds, dot E-N-J-I-N dot com. Or you can look them up on Facebook. You can contact uh, Adam directly on the MW forum. Just uh, do a search for Arden Sortec. Arden Sortec, and that is uh, Adam. And he's and, also on, the, I think, uh, the recruitment section, too. You can, you can look them up there, too. So. Yep, yep. Uh, so tonight's top five list of our international listeners, we've got uh, Canada hanging in there at number one, uh, Germany number two, Australia moved up a position to number three, Russia is new on the list at number four, and Poland is hanging in there at number five. Um, a reminder for those of you that want to get your units on our team, TeamSpeak 3, uh, just log on anytime. You can get our TeamSpeak information on our website, nogutsnogalaxy.net. And look for either Sean Lang, that's Phil, or Alex G, and they can get you set up with your own unit, your own room, uh, set you up as a unit leader, etc. Hurry while your spots are still available. Um, people are, you know, taking up new units on the TS3 every day or every other day. Very often, I see them doing it. So uh, hurry up and get your spot. Um, also, as you heard at the beginning of this newscast, um, if you'd like a unit sponsorship slash ad, whatever you want to call it. Um, if you're promoting your unit for the upcoming MWO or any other um, Battletech Mech Warrior game out there, um, you're free to reserve a spot uh, just by donating. Any amount will do. Um, so donate what you got and uh, toss me an email. Let me know what you want me to say and it's done. Um, also on the topic of donations, uh, of course, we're still accepting donations. Uh, anything will do, dollar, $10, $100, it all goes to things like our website hosting, TeamSpeak 3 that we're all on right now, uh, new equipment, um, like uh, Phil's new mic, 
uh, software. It sounds so good. Yeah. See, I mean, you just get you just get more of that sexiness because of the donation. Those arms have neck. He'll he'll mispronounce your name better than ever. Um, but we're also looking to upgrade software, um, hardware, prizes, um, and also T-shirts are underway. We're finally talking to uh, a few manufacturers. We're you know we're picking the best one T-shirts for you. And then also, you know, we want things like uh, coffee mugs and beer koozies and all that. But all that takes initial investment on our part. So donations help. Thanks, guys. Phil? All right, guys. We have some special guests tonight. And uh, this is actually a sort of, I guess, world news. Uh, we're, we're bringing it to you first. And uh, we've got the MechWare Tactical team, or at least some of them. The ones that matter. No, I'm joking. The, the everyone matters at the team. Just and so Foot I'm gonna go out of mouth. Oh, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, these are the cool kids, right? So, <laughs> all right, guys, we're gonna go through introductions. And uh, first on the list is uh, Edmund. Uh, do you want to, you know, introduce yourself and uh, sort of tell us who you are on the dev team? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, my name is Edmund Cole. I'm a director in Persona Studios. Uh, I, I fill the uh, producer's role of MechWarrior Tactical Command, so all I do is uh, tell people what to do. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so it's kind of a cool job. And uh, I've got Sonny, the studio head, with me. Uh, say hello, Sonny. Oh, hi, guys. I'm Sonny Ho, the studio head. Basically, I'm the boss of the company, though I report to others. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sonny. And uh, on, and we've got the two game designers. We've got Matthew Nichols and uh, Maximilian Stram. Hey guys, uh, I'm Matthew. Uh, I'm one of the game designers on Tactical Command. And nice I'm to meet you. Also a game designer. And we've also got uh, uh, Seiket, who is uh, in charge of 3D art for MacWorld Tactical Command. Hi, uh, I'm Seiket. I'm the 3D artist for this uh, project. Hey, great to Welcome meet you all. Yeah, Welcome. so um, we're going to, through this little interview we have with these guys, we're gonna, you're going to get some more info about the uh, the game and uh, some some stuff you may not even know about uh, the game. For some of you who may not even have heard of it, you're going to find out about it today. So, um, Edmund and, and crew, can you guys just sort of give us a, a background um, of the game and project and, you know, sort of, you know how this came to be and, and how you guys got involved with the uh, mechware franchise uh, you know that's leading up to your game well I think Sonny will be the best person uh, because he negotiated all of deals uh, Sonny all right I actually have involved with the mechware franchise for quite a number of years in fact more than 10 years <laughs> starting this year in fact I started out in the games industry with a company which has the Battletech license for Mandrid then I move on to doing other things, but when the opportunity came out, we decided to get to bring MacWarrior onto the iOS because it seems the ideal platform to play a strategic game. As far as your background, have you guys uh, played any of the other MechWarrior Battletech games in the past, like, you know, 20 years, even the tabletop? Do you guys have any experience uh, actually just playing it? I played uh, MechWarrior 4, Black Knight, Mercenaries, a bit of uh, MechWarrior 3. I've played a, a little bit of the tabletop. My experience comes primarily from the computer games. Max is the one who has a deeper background in Battletech as far as uh, the wider universe goes. 
Uh, yeah, I've actually uh, played the tabletop maybe 10 years ago or so, and uh, I have really sort of gone cold on it uh, for a while. But uh, it's actually a funny story how I uh, came to be back on this team. Uh, my dad is uh, Wolfman from the Wolfman X campaigns for uh, Mech Commander 2. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's still doing those, and uh, originally Persona contacted him uh, looking for some expertise on doing missions. Uh, but uh, he's just doing that in his free time. He uh, had no intention of making it a profession. So he said, well, I have a really useless son who's just sitting around, but he does have a game design degree. Why don't you try out him? So, uh, this is how I essentially uh, more or less came uh, back into the fold of uh, being really heavily involved with the Battletech franchise and uh, MechWarrior. Yeah, well, uh, the thing is, in our company, we kind of make it mandatory for every anyone who uh, who comes on new on, on the project to play some of the MechWarrior games. So, uh, it's an ideal job for a lot of people on this forum, I think. Sounds I mean, like a good job. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just sort of the, uh, I guess, research behind it. I mean, uh, obviously, you guys are making a game that, uh, you know, touched a lot of people, probably everyone listening here at their, our live audience. And again, I'd give it a shout out to our live audience right now. Um, you know, it's, it's awesome that you guys take the time to, you know, do that research and, and become familiar with the franchise you're working on. So, I mean, uh, hats off to you. There's a, there's a lot of companies out there, game development companies that don't do that. So, I mean... You guys have already stepped up uh, that leadership role as far as taking charge. Um, so, this project that you guys are developing—are um, you guys working on it alone? Is this something that uh, you've got partners with? I mean, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, uh, we've started—we've actually signed the uh, the licensing agreement with uh, with Smith and Tinker in uh, 2009, and we've been at it uh, ever since. We've uh, partnered with a couple of organizations, uh, Smith & Tinker, which, is the, uh, which manages the license, obviously. And uh, we also partner with Catalyst Game Labs. Uh, the, the story for our game is written by, uh, by Randall Bills and uh, Lauren Coleman, who are, who, who've written quite a number of the, uh, the Battletech tabletop games and the novels, too. With, Heck yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, Very familiar uh, with those names. We're uh, we're we're also working with Vince from MechTech. Hi, Vince. Vince is here, guys. Vince, you want to say hi real quick? Probably like stepped away, like you know, change a baby diaper or something like that. Right, we'll, we'll still yeah, all we'll say hi, Vince, Vince anyway. Okay, <laughs> hi, Vince. Any anyway, uh, yeah, we've partnered with MechTech on uh, some of the promotional aspects and also uh, some of the initial uh, models for the Mechs. Uh, were provided by Studio MacTech, uh, which have been reworked a couple of times, and uh, we also work with uh, with Virtual Entertainment. Is Nikon today? Actually, I, I don't see uh, Propwash, uh, but he's a frequent user of the TS3. He comes on here, and we talk to him all the time. So he's usually here for the shows, but uh, obviously he's out doing important uh, BattleTech business. Of course. And yeah, those are the uh, the people that we we partner with. Though there are others that we partner with, but uh, I think those are the people you know. Okay, so um, 
the obviously the the mechs that you guys have posted or you said you mentioned something about mech tech and them helping you out are any of the mechs you have on your website uh, uh, from them or are, are we yet to see their contribution uh no they, uh the the contribution are all, all the in-game assets and uh, you'll be seeing them in uh, in time to come awesome it's a little bit of spoiler there for you guys so you guys working obviously with uh nick propwash smith and most of you guys listeners know who that is for virtual world and then obviously mech tech uh, so it seems sort of like a, a round uh circle going on there with the collaboration obviously that that means a lot to me because i know uh, your intentions to create this game obviously and you go towards some of the the guys who've been in the community the longest i mean mech tech's been around uh, literally since like i think even like mech 2 i think some of the founders and whatever so um you know, awesome there and again uh, mech tech appreciate your guys help and everything so let's move on to one of the the top discussions with your guys's game um the platform uh, i remember when this came out i was actually i was actually quite surprised and i was a little sad because i don't own an iphone which really sucks uh but i may just have to get one iPad. in the near future i i yeah ipad iphone but can't you well anyways can you tell us a little bit about that and can you play it on your phone or is it just iPad only. Uh, can I start with you saying that when we first signed the license, the only device available at that time which made the most sense was the iPhone. So the game was designed from the get-go to be supported on iOS. Hence the development history when we signed the contract in October 2009. When I sat down with uh, Sunny in San Francisco, um, to, to check out their game on uh, the iP- iPad. Um, he made a good point, which was that, um, especially at the time when they first started this project, but even now, you can't just you know design a game for the iOS and then just port it easily to the Droid and other platforms. And so it was their desire to do the best game they could with the platform uh, that they had signed on to do the deal with. And that made a lot of sense to me. Um, I've heard a lot of frustrated programmers who've tried to port things back and forth. And so, I like the idea of just making the game the best that it can possibly be. Well, the thing is, I, what, what I'd like to address right now is there's a lot of discussion about Android and our Android strategy. Um, what I really would like to address is the fact that we don't have one right now. The, we, we haven't decided whether we will port the game to Android or not. Uh, some people are taking it, they will never do it, which really at this stage we have not made the decision yet. Uh, what we would like to do is build it on the platform that we started with, which is the iOS, and uh, see how things go from there. And best job that we can, more importantly, because I think that this IP deserves nothing less. Putting so many years of my life into it, as well as so many years of our childhood in it with the rest of my team. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally uh, understand you there. It's it's. So you guys would rather focus on the quality of the, the game right now using the platform and you'll worry about, you know, possibilities later. Um, and I, I like that approach. I think that's very fitting exactly for what you said, Sonny. That, well, you know, there's another point to make. I mean, really, the reason that we are disappointed is because we're selfish. We want everything to be on our ideal platform. But other people were making the point that there's no other Battletech MechWarrior game on the iPad. And so this totally opens up 
the MechWarrior Battletech universe to a lot of people who may not have seen it before, heard it before, and can bring them into other games as well. So I think there's advantages to it. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Sort of funny, but I'm um, looking at possibly getting a, a Nook, and I was looking at one today, and then my girl was like, well, why don't you do some research and look at, you know, you know, tablets and, I, you know, pads, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hmm, oh, yes. The first thought that popped <laughs> in my mind. Now I didn't say anything to her. Just saying. Um, so, obviously, there's, uh, you know, the... That's the one of those, oh, honey, look, there's this battle tech thing for, for the pad we just got. Isn't that ironic? Well, you, you, you know what's... Go and ahead. I need this for work. It's a business write-off. Yeah, that's I, I'll it. tell you the craziest thing happened yesterday, and this will be a sort of side story, but this is this is the reason. It'll be really quick. Uh, went to the grocery store yesterday, picked up a few things, was dropping off a red box, two of them. My girl got out of the car, was, you know, putting them in blah, blah, blah. She comes back, and she stopped behind my car and got in. There is a paperclip holding $602, a $2 bill, and six 100s not even joking you just in the middle of the parking lot so you guys oh, yes. obviously took it to the lost and found no well you know it was like to the nearest uh, police department yeah no no we didn't. <laughs> um, i didn't i actually uh, to be honest i let her choose and she's like well we could take it to the place but you know what's gonna happen they're just gonna keep it i was like probably it's like okay, i well. like that justification I, you know, I didn't argue with her, and anyways, so, so she said out she'll buy me. And... No, she's gonna get me a, a a tablet or a nook or whatever, and so I was like, hmm, oh really? Okay. But what if it's a blood nook? You know, you don't know where that money's coming from. Uh, you know what? I I think it's I, I I think I can live with that. So um, you know, obviously with the the developers, you know, I, I think I'll be able to play your game. <laughs> well, congratulations to your good fortune. So. Persona, it, um, is there any you know other information you'd like to talk to the community about and get uh, some knowledge about your game and um, just basically what your game is? What you know, if someone came on and listened to the podcast tonight and they had no idea about what Tactical Command is, do you just want to give us a, pr- a you know brief you know breakthrough or, you know breakdown of what your game is? Uh, well. Uh... In essence, it is played uh, like a real-time strategy game, though we refer to it as a real-time tactics game because uh, you're controlling fewer units and they do more things. So are we talking about like a mech commander, like what's been done in the past, or are we talking about uh, a little bit different? I mean, you know, any, any information... You know. Yeah. Well, well, okay. Um, what we could say is that this would be this game would be in the same vein as uh, the Mech and Manda series, but what we like to bring onto it, which would be the platform, is touch and the the, the ability to uh, to interact directly with your units by touching them rather than through a mouse or a keyboard. Uh, we also have some uh, key gameplay differences that we can't go into quite yet, but. Uh, it does play different in some aspects. As I said, units do more. It's not just the you click on a unit and tell it to go somewhere. It, I'm assuming you're that probably go in depth as far as the AI and, and the units think on their own. Obviously, uh, Darren, you act, you got to actually do this, and I'm still jealous of you, and I hate you. Um, but the the tablets themselves, uh, Greg and Brandon and and whoever you know 
have you guys messed with just tablets in general? I mean, um, I've never never held one as far as messed with them. I mean, what is the is the touch sensitivity good? I mean, what are we talking about as far as the actual device? I haven't personally used one, but a friend of mine down here, Courtney, she has two tablets for work. Uh, one, I think, is the Generation 3, and the other is a Gen 1, something to that effect. Uh, she was hesitant to get into the whole tablet thing initially, and then once she got it, it became indispensable for her. So I haven't personally used it, but it seems very versatile, and the touch commands have been very responsive from what I can see. It also has a very nice sized keyboard, if that ever comes up. Yeah, I've, I've... It's not a physical keyboard, it like comes out from the bottom of the screen, and then you touch the screen and it types for you. I've used both the uh, Droid tablets and the iPads, um, including obviously the, the demo of this game. Um, what I can say is the the touch sensitivity, once you get used to it, is great. It's very intuitive, and that's what I like. Um, more so even about the iPad as compared to the Droid, and I have a Droid. Um, it just seemed even more intuitive. Now, they have less buttons on the face of the iPad than the Droids. The Droids have more menu buttons and so forth, so I think that it's kind of built in that they make the actual touchscreen more intuitive because they need to. Um, but uh, And I've played other games on them. Um, I think it'll be a lot of fun, and, and, and uh most importantly, it's it's not like any of the other products that are coming, you know, for this franchise. It's very unique. It kind of stands on its own. Well, and I think one of the, the coolest things out of all this, guys, about about the the year of the Mech Warrior, the year of BattleTech, whatever you wanna you wanna call it, you know, you'll be able to go home, hop on your computer, blow shit up playing, you know, MWO crawl in bed with your wife or you know whatever whip out the tablet and there you are you're playing tactical command before you go to sleep i mean to me i think that's the coolest thing in the you know to me that's what pops out is not only what you guys are developing um is the ease of access i mean you know just you know just anywhere you go phil only you would talk about getting into wife with a bed and whipping out the tablet I was well, gonna say, I mean, man, we're gonna see divorce rates hit a record high when these games come out. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, it is what it is, you know. So, um, you know, that's that's what's got me excited is the for this game is I can play it, you know, when I'm sitting at work on my lunch break. I can, uh, I mean, anywhere, just boom, there it is. So. Um, all right, guys, we're going to be moving on. So, Persona Studios, uh, we you know appreciate you guys being on. As soon as um, you guys get more info, obviously, uh, check them out, guys. And um, whenever we, whenever there's news, we'll definitely be the first to, uh, or the second maybe, to report it, and we'll have it on our website as well as our Facebook page. So, as soon as there's more to show, we will have it for you all. And all you have to do is go to Mech Warrior tc.com we've got a link directly on our website on the right check it out the cool thing is as far as the mechs you guys actually picked one of my favorite mechs i don't know if you knew this but the caesar um whoever's idea that was edmund or sunny or any of you guys to have the caesar on there good yes i do i approve so is there anything else before we uh we move on that you guys would like to talk about uh, any questions you guys like to ask us? Uh, we'll, we'll like to 
uh, or anything anyone on the uh, chat room might want to ask us? Oh snap, we're opening up to the chat room. You're okay. I'm, I'm going to do a dangerous territory. I got a quick one. Um, is there going to be like um, a particular timeline for releasing information similar to dev logs? Or how are you going to put this sort of stuff out there when it comes time? Uh, well, uh, all I'll have to say is uh, we've, we've got a, a Facebook page and a Twitter page and uh, the information would, would be posted on that on top of the MacWarrior TC website. Uh, so, uh, in terms of a timeline, uh, we will, we, we're looking to release this year. Uh, wouldn't be able to give you more specifics than that. Um, one of our listeners is asking if we can know the timeline in which the game takes place in the Mech Warrior or the Battletech universe. Um, is that something we can let them know? Uh, yeah, the game takes place during the 3050 client invasion. So you'll be playing through uh, some events there. So it's Excellent. about the same time for those who don't follow Biotech. It's about the same time as MWO. Um, I guess the question uh, for me that I would have is, um, are we going to be seeing in the near future or very soon more updates on the website, new content? Um, are you guys planning on kicking that uh, up as far as you guys getting closer to release? Oh yeah, when, when, it, when it comes closer to release, you'll see a whole lot more information. Uh, right now, the focus of the studio is actually getting the game out there. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but come, come closer to release, we'll be able to put more information out. Can I just link your Twitter feed in the chat there? It's MechWarriorTC at Twitter, at MechWarriorTC. Everybody follow that. Also, uh, I got a question there that uh, Arctic Wolf asked, and that is a question about multiplayer. Is it something you guys considered, or is it something you guys are putting in there? Or? Uh, the initial release is going to feature a single-player campaign uh, that you can go through, and uh, that has been written by uh, some of the novelists. So uh, hopefully, uh, the story is uh, going to be uh, at a point where it's going to really stand on its own would be a uh, option that we are going to give as a free update but it's not going to be available on launch day because we're going to get it just right for the fans it's not the type of multiplayer that we are envisioning is going to change change the way uh, things are going to be played for such games excellent so um a couple more questions uh if you guys can answer them of course um are you able to tell us how many missions there will be at at launch and as well as how many mechs to choose from uh to my knowledge we currently have uh, 31 mechs planned for release excellent yeah we have uh, 21 missions in the main campaign very fun Obviously, they mentioned uh, multiplayer, so I think that answers one of the other questions is, can they play the clans? Um, and I guess um, one of the things is, uh, really, if that depends, storyline, if you're playing, uh, I mean, obviously, we don't know, and maybe we can get the answer. If, are the With the story, are you playing uh, the Inner Sphere, fighting the clans, or are you a claner kicking ass and taking names, busting into the Inner Sphere? Do you guys want to release anything about that? Uh, you'll find out too. <laughs> <laughs> there, you know, we we had to ask, so. Uh, I think we've le reached our limit there. 
yeah yeah so all right guys we're gonna be moving on yeah, so again yeah, the, the thing is we don't really want to give out a spoiler so uh, <laughs> uh not at, at least especially at this stage but suffice to say that the uh storyline has been written by lauren and randall about it so you'll be just in the take of action in fact you'll be part of significant events part of the uh, whole timeline in the, lauren, the clan division yeah, yeah lauren l coleman look out right off some easter eggs when you play it I think, uh, you know, you'll be tickled when you play through the campaign. Awesome, guys. And so we're going to move on to the rest of the show. You guys are more than welcome to pipe in, and, and we may even actually ask you your opinion. So um, we're going to move on to Book of the Month. And just a quick reminder, we will be going over um, Mercenary Star, March 28th. And so that's in about two weeks' time. So if you haven't done so already, go ahead and catch up. And, uh, you know, we'll be uh, kicking things off as far as that discussion on that date. So Mechware Online, um, last week we had, well, we had a ton of stuff last week, did we not? Um, but we had an, an article on Mechware Online, and it basically, it was Digital Trends article online, and they were talking about game modes, and one of the things I want to uh, talk about real quick is, and I quote, Other modes are possible in addition to the core 12v12. Dropship is one example. Basically, this allows players to bring in three battle mechs. Once that one first mech is destroyed, the next mech gets dropped into battle. Um, first off, uh, it may not be, I would say, it may not be, I don't know what, realistic. But as far as a game mode, I think that would be pretty fun. I mean, what do you guys think about that, Brandon, Craig? Uh, first off, my question is, would it... Be, would you have to pre-select three mechs and in what order and would they be something you would have to own so basically you would have to have three mechs already in your uh, mech hangar and then you would have to select what order well, we, and then we they would drop we it don't in know. We don't, I, don't know. I think it's pretty safe to assume that you would have to own them you would have to pick them and you would have to pick the order uh, it seems likely to me I kind of like it as a more epic version of fighting so you can have just quick 12 vs 12 skirmishes, which will no doubt be cool and very hard fought. But if you want that one decisive all-out battle, say aces versus some other unit, be like, okay, the winner of this one has some serious bragging rights. Each pilot picks their three best mechs and just go at it for an hour or something. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I was actually surprised when I saw this. Um... <clears throat> maybe my initial reaction was like, oh, but the more I thought about it, I mean, it's it's just another game mode, and um, there'll still be the 12 versus 12, and when you're dead, you're dead, and, you know, that'll probably be the, the bread and butter of the stuff we're doing. Um, I can only assume. I mean, who knows? But uh, I, I think there's, a, there's some interesting uh, possibilities with the drop mode. It's, it seems kind of cool, too. Another thing that came to my mind in regards to the drop mode is would you have more of an ad basically would there be an incentive to play it because the way I think of it if you're risking three of your mechs that is a lot of cost that you're going to have to cover as far as damages and repair and replacing damaged weapons and whatnot. Yep. Yeah. That's a good thing. Definitely uh, as soon as this came out the first thing I was thinking is awesome and yeah it may not I mean, right now we don't know if it'll be used for planetary. I have a feeling that'll be a little bit more strict. But as far as just game modes, I, I'm I'm excited that there's just more than just team deathmatch. You know, that there's more than just capture the flag or stuff like that. 
this seems like it would really fun. It, it would help br break up the monotony of sometimes how, you know, game modes seem. I mean, look at World of Tanks. You know, I mean, there's only so much, you know, if you're just a regular pub and playing. So definitely uh, really, really cool. So looking forward to that. We'll move on to our next little bit, and that's videos of MechWare Online HD quality. Now, you can go and view this at our website. We've got the YouTube link up there directly to it. Freaking stunning. Um, it doesn't have the commentary by Russ, so you can't get all that info that he's talking about. But just, you know, Darren, I know you, you said I wasn't going to say it again. It, can, you, can you one more time? <laughs> Pretty well, I mean, okay so I've, I've watched the high def videos now and and of course it looks amazing it looks beautiful especially if you haven't seen better but everything keeps falling short of what i saw live you know in in true high def on a monitor i mean it's just so based but what i'm saying it's that's not a bad thing it's just that as good as all this looks it's going to be so much freaking better when we get it on our computers that's very exciting because i love the gameplay footage and I think it was last week, I was sort of complaining we didn't get it yet. Well, I was blown away. Well worth the wait. Yeah, Was I, it? I mean, yeah. And you know, the, the crazy thing is I finally got high-speed internet, like, yesterday. So, like, I get home and, like, I can actually watch videos in, like, more than 420 or 480. So, as soon as I saw it, you know, loaded it up and you're just like, you know, you watch it and you're like, wow. Then you watch it again and you're like... So Fuck. was your you girlfriend know, yeah. disappointed when she, you know, turned the computer monitor her way and saw that you were beaten off to mech, mech videos? No, I think she pretty much expected it. She's 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 cool with it. She lends a hand every once in a while. So I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, TMI. You know, so amazing. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, check out the HD version uh, video. It's also got the music from the Dropship, uh, which I liked. Some people are like, oh, whatever. I'm it's like, also whatever. an extended track. If you had to it notice. Is. Yes, yes. So check it out. Um, I think we could sit here and drool, but you just have to watch for yourself. So another bit of information we've got for March is the 28th is supposedly a surprise. I mean, normally we get a picture of a mech or something like that, and they said it's going to be another surprise, which they surprised us last, uh, you know, last week and the week before. So keep an eye on what's going on with uh, them. And then today we had the Developer Answers 5 for Mech Warfare. And we're just going to hit on a few key things. Obviously, you guys are adults. You can read. Maybe. Uh, I know we have to walk Darren through sometimes. But one of the things I wanted hey, no. to... You know, just throwing that out there. Um, obviously, basically what it does is a, a lot of the questions are sort of answered if you watch the video. Uh, but there's a few that... You know obviously need a little bit more explanation one of the the questions i thought that was a good good you know like information wise was um and this is by a person on the forums obviously um that's how mwo rolls they actually take questions from the community to answer them and the question was now how will you depict standard lasers and pulse lasers in mwo and this is from david's response a standard laser, you know, tenuous beam, like we've seen in molten, you know, armor slagging off. Then basically he said a pulse laser is it basically blinks. So, you know, you'll see that basically beam flashes off, beam again. And, 
you know, I can picture that in my head. I just, I can't wait to see it, like, what it actually looks like. And, um, definitely it a It sounds like it's going to be new. Something we haven't seen before for pulse lasers. Well, I mean, even in MWL, they've got, pulse lasers are like, um, what, what do you call them, Darren? Aren't they like, uh, Star Wars lasers? <laughs> I think that's what you call yeah, them. Yeah, MWL is more like the Star Wars thing, whereas, uh, for the pulse lasers, whereas their regular lasers are more like the Star Trek thing. And then Mech 4, I mean, does anybody remember like what pulse lasers look in Mech 4? I mean, uh, I, I think Vince is still listening. Vince, if you want to give some feedback on that, let's see if we can get a hold of him. Um, but, you know, the... My, my question would be, what, would, what, what other options are there? If it's something we've never seen before, what could that even be? <sighs> You know, it, it's one of the. I mean, there's only so much you could do, right? No, you pulse him out. I mean, uh, I mean, it's it's a pulse laser. I mean, well, what you, do you prove me wrong. You know, uh, <laughs> pulse him out. You know, um, no, but if you look at like Mech Mech Three, do you remember what Mech Three did? It was a solid beam, but it basically yeah. was like it, it. It was always a beam, but it like faded in and then faded out, faded in. Um, from what I remember, Mech 4 was a sort of Star Wars, you know, like... You yeah, know, it was, do, do, it was do, 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 similar do. to um, uh, Mech Living Legends, but obviously uh, Living Legends does it even better. Obviously. All right. Yeah, obviously. So, There literally. were three things that really stood out. One, the convergence of weapons was kind of an interesting way to get around the uh, sort of boating slash alpha strike issue that we talked about on the podcast a lot. The other was uh, visual heat indicators. We're going to steam when we walk in water hot. That's going to be great. And I also like the... Uh, well, I didn't, I didn't like it or dislike it, but I thought it was interesting that we're going to get more of a uh, range mechanic like we see in Decision at Thunder Rift, which is our book last month, where the your max range is the edge of your effective range, but the weapon is still going to travel and potentially do damage continuing out. And for those, um, you know, who aren't, you know, in the military or weapon buffs or anything like that, basically what, if you really break it down, is um, almost all, like, even military weapons have an effective range and, you know, like the 50 caliber machine guns, it may have an effective range of out to 1,800 meters, what that means is whatever you point at, you know, therefore it'll, it'll uh, you know, be spot on. Anywhere past that, you know, uh, basically the round starts being affected heavily about gravity and it'll start to droop. I mean, same thing with tank rounds today. I mean, everything. Um, and so there's an effective range for weapons. Uh, and they still go, though. And so that was actually interesting. I mean, from my understanding is you'll be able to maybe lob rounds i mean is that what you guys are getting out of that bit you know like you know raise up your torso if you got an ac20 and you can sort of lob rounds a little bit further it just takes more skill oh man that'd be yeah. beautiful <laughs> it certainly sounds possible um and unless there's a reduction in damage at range but even then you could have some people especially i think perhaps laser boats or ppc guys get really good at sort of sniping they're not hitting for full damage, but they're hitting beyond their effective range and using their experience at aiming and moving their mech to get an advantage. And I think it's a very interesting idea. That is one area where I definitely fall short, no pun intended. Like, 
using short range projectile weapons like AC-20s and trying to uh, judge distance and shoot things at long range. God, I suck. <laughs> so you'll stay in front of me in the lance. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be alright. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back there making sure, you know, yeah, yeah, something like that. Then again, at the same time, on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, there was talk about, um, the, for example, uh, in the lore, the PPCs not being able to fire if they're under a certain amount of distance. And there was talk in the, uh, in the dev uh, question and answers saying that they want to try to implement this somehow. Same with, say, with uh, LRMs not being able to arm themselves before a certain distance. Yeah, and it's actually interesting that you said, I've been doing some research, and LRMs actually, via tabletop rules, I don't know if a lot of you guys knew this, they could be hot-loaded, and uh, this is LRMs and ATMs, and basically what this means is they have no minimum range if you hot-load them. But one of the things with it was, is if they, the actual weapon got hit and took damage, they freaking explode, obviously. Um, so just a little bit of tidbit of information for you guys. And it was also quite possible to uh, still fire the LRMs in the minimum range. You just took penalties. Um, yep. I think it was Mech Warrior 3, where if you fire them too close, they came out dead and they still impacted, but they didn't really do much, or is that 2? I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been way too long. Um, one of the other things um, that... I want to just talk about before I move on is basically the health bar. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when the attacks were going on in the video, uh, a mech actually had a percentage health. And one of the questions was, does that actual percentage represent the overall? I mean, and basically it said it's the um, armor and internal structure remaining. But if you still, you know, cockpit shot someone that, you know, it doesn't have to be at zero before that will occur. So, um, I definitely like that um, because it gives you an overall picture of how that mech's doing. Um, the actual the Atlas, when I was watching it, its arm got completely blown off, but the number really didn't drop because, you know, uh, the, the armor and internal was disappearing, so it really didn't affect it that much, but it gives you a good understanding of what the, the mech's health is. So lots of, lots of good little tidbits there. Go ahead and give it a read. It only takes about five minutes. Um, and just you know a little bit more confirmation on a few things and obviously the visual stunning effects of the video describe you know a ton of stuff there for you this sort of an agile lead into our community question section yep so we're going to move on to our interesting forum post by the staff and we actually only have one and brandon it's by brian and paul and do you want to do you want to hit on this yeah certainly uh the only real interesting forum post that I found this week, besides, because we're just getting swamped with information, uh, was the whole fact that we have the confirmation that Mech Warfare Part 2 is coming next month. Yes, uh, which I was, I was a little bit... I, I wasn't disappointed, per se, but I was like, ah, oh, crap, I gotta wait another month. But a lot of cool info. And obviously, you know, we'll be reporting on that as soon as it comes out, so... Yeah, um, and that that month as well, the part two section is focusing more on the mech lab than anything else. Awesome. Which will be All cool right. to say. We'll finally get an answer to a lot of those customization questions we've been wondering about. Oh, yes, and they've actually hinted that's next month, guys. So all the, the mech lab, all that goodness, it's coming. 
All right, community questions. And Alexander's question is, what do you think of the AC's AC20's performance in gameplay videos? If you watch the fight between the two hunchbacks, the one where the HB's arm gets blown off, they trade AC20 rounds quite casually with nothing more than a small rocking effect that is automatically corrected. Is this enough? And then he says, now with the possibility of ammo explosions, buying ammo and logistics, it seems that unless ballistic weapons have a larger knock effect than demonstrated in the video, there's no real reason to use them except heat restrictions. Our Can thoughts. I talk about this for a sec? Yeah. Let's, let's <clears throat> that was one of the big things that sort of was, that led to a lot of questions when the video came out. I love the video. I was blown away. But when the hunchbacks were firing, I was wondering, like, huh, where, where are the AC-20 rounds? And they, it took me a little bit to notice them. Actually, I had to watch it twice. There are two real ways that autocannons have been done in the MechWarrior games. The one is sort of like a, I believe it was MechWarrior 2, where it's essentially a heavy machine gun fire, yep. like you would see a 50 cal today. It's just, and it would shred armor for sure. And then other times, it's been more of a artillery burst, like it just fires a big shell and hits, and, or a few short rounds and hits, and then does massive damage that way. Mm -hmm. um, MWO seems to have gone the single shell massive damage route, from what I could see. And if you were going to do it like that, I think an AC-20 deserved a little more of an impact on a medium mech. It should shred it around pretty well, I would think. Well, I mean, okay. if, if it does massive amounts of damage, I mean, what kind of, um, you know, I, I guess the question is, should it be knocking you on your ass? Uh, should it be throwing your torso up in the air? But I mean, you also got to think these, you know, if we're talking about lore here, battle mechs and their systems pretty much, you know, that they adjust themselves pretty quickly, you know, whether they get shot at, it'll readjust and all that. I mean, we, we can get into all that, but... Um, I think we're talking about two things here too. We're talking about kickback, and we're also talking about damage. Yeah, and, um, you know, and of course, effects. and, and graphical effects. Yes. Yeah, um, that's kickback. But like, uh, basically, I think what we're all wanting is massive damage and massive kickback. Um, you know, I think the from watching the video again, maybe they're a little light on the uh, the the effect that it has and it hits a torso or something like that. Um, you do want to see, you know, even when you're getting shot yourself, I mean, it's just kind of more thrilling when you feel like you're getting hit by, you know, uh, something the size of uh, these AC-20 rounds. So, you know, but again, it's just in the demo stage. Maybe we'll see some adjustments. I thought, me and my personal, uh, like, I, th I thought it looked fine. Um, if, if they are going around, remember, the AC-20 was supposed to be, like, from, like, 120 millimeters up to 205 or something like that. Um, you know, being being a tanker, you know, I've held, you know, thousands of 120 millimeter rounds. It, they're, the projectile isn't the size of the, the round, you know, as far as the cartridge and everything like that. So, I mean, I think it looks fine. I think they could up the effect, like, when it fires at you, but that did... Maybe, uh, Brandon, you can get that link of the, the hunchback when it's firing, and it's got this, like, almost like a heat effect coming out of the barrel, sort of smoke. It just looks so damn sexy. I, I, I'm really not worried about it. Um, what is the largest sexy. round in uh, modern-day tanks? Uh, tanks? Poof. Um, I, I wouldn't even know, because, I mean, I've been at it for six years. I don't know if any of the foreign tanks. I know there's 155s. Um, 
there's actually tanks with 155. Yeah. What is it when it graduates to being like a ship, uh, ship type? Naval armor? artillery. Yeah. Oh God, I don't know. Is that 200, 300, somewhere oh, in that range? Massive. You're talking about. Yeah, that those guns haven't been used since World War II. I mean, and the thing with the Hunchback is. Um, the Hunchback itself, actually, if you really think about it, the AC-20 is really a short range. And what I mean by that is um, the barreling of uh, you know projectiles equates to the range and the accuracy of the weapon. But yeah, you're talking about 3-inch, 5-inch, 8-inch, 16, all the way up to like 20-inch. And 20, I mean, that's... Uh, to give you an idea, I mean... Um, the, the, a CD is almost 120 millimeter, uh, a little bit bigger than a CD. I think is 120 millimeter around there, bigger. But that's a CD, and and those are just the end caps of tank rounds. Okay, that that's that's not the the full size. It's not like you got a solid slug. You know, that's not how it works. Um, so it yeah, would it's like really a giant bullet, right? It's it's like a gi giant. Um, uh, dart depending on the ammo use uh, and in Battletech and this is another thing Alex or Greg is uh, what type of ammo you can use I mean high explosive you've got AP armor piercing you've got cluster I mean you've got a ton of different rounds so uh, yeah and you know we can't contribute it to reality because it's Battletech and I think it looks fine though although honest. speaking of reality Battletech the Navy and guns Take a look at the link You're button watching chat. It too. There's a uh, a new we test fire video guns. of the Navy's railgun prototype. It is amazing. Oh, battle mecker just right around the corner. I'm also just, um, <laughs> just, just piping in the scene that Alex uh, is talking about. Um, if you watch the MechWarrior Online GDC 2012 gameplay trailer, it's between 19 seconds and 23 seconds in the clip. And I'm gonna actually have to agree with him. It looks like you. It looks like the enemy hunchback shoots its AC-20 and it hits you right in the center torso. Your cockpit kind of goes like your aim and everything goes kind of up to the left a little bit, but then it just auto corrects immediately. So well, that's center torso too. Like I'd expect more rocking if it hit left or right torso. And also, well, I have no you problem think. with that auto correcting back. But uh, there's another scene later where an AC-20 round takes off the arm of the opposing hunchback. It's it's much. the arm just sort of explodes and then nothing. I mean, I would sort of expect you to get whipped around or something to that effect if it hit you I, I, right I do at the agree. edge of your frame. I do agree. But I also, like I said, I think it looks fine. But it's March. You know, I mean, we're looking. You know, at the summer's yep. release, I'm sure they're gonna. Uh, I'm sure they would say it, you know, to themselves. So yeah, we'll we'll work on that, or just the fact, or something like that, you know. So well, I mean, just to pipe in here, uh, the second part of the question, which I didn't put in, because it's more of an answer. Um, Alex actually asked one of the devs in a question thing, and it got answered. It's um, basically they said that right now in the stage they're still playing with weapon balance. So the fact remains that yes, it could change and everything like that later on. Yeah. So all right, guys, we're going to be moving on community questions is done we're going to move on to mechware tactics first off you have not watched the video yes i said video footage of mechware tactics at gdc the little interview and the video you're you're wrong 
you're freaking wrong. You go to NoGutsNoGalaxy.com, scroll down, watch the damn video right now, because it is... I'm, I'm going to say, it's it, it's fucking awesome. That You're just going to yeah. come right out and say that, huh? I, I you know, screw it. No foreplay. It's, it's, it's watch the damn video. Um, your, your guys' initial thoughts. Do it. I love those LRMs, just the sound effects they make and how crazy they fly into the air. I love it. It's, I mean, it's over the top, but it's battle tech, so it's all Actually, right. you know what, that, that, that robot, or that, that missile flight actually harkens back, at least from my experience, to pre-battle tech days um, and the unseen mechs when they first appeared in the uh, anime series Robotech. Robotech. Yeah. And they totally had that totally crazy sporadic missile fire. I love it, anyways. <laughs> I look cool. I mean, uh, aesthetically, I thought it was really cool. We're all BattleTech fans here, for the for the most part. I mean, if you're playing MechWarrior, you're a BattleTech fan, whether you realize it or not. But the tabletop has a u- unique place because uh, it, if you haven't played it, you, you should give it a go. Whether it's on Mega Mech uh, or the tabletop itself. Um, but one of the things I, I just want to talk about real quick is. It's got, the mechs are doing complete customization. Now, I will say as a Battletech fan, uh, if you're a hardcore, this actually may just bother you a little bit. Um, But at the end of the day, I will say, if it's fun, if it's fun to play with your buddies, if it's it's just fun overall, um, should it really matter that they change the mechanics of the game as far as like customizations and you can have whatever you want? I mean, if if it's really fun, does it? Do you think that would change? I, you know, I think we put these same demands on every single product that comes out. Um, we're we're getting our way in a lot of ways on most of these games. Um, when when you think of tactics, maybe as a replacement for Mega Mech, then yeah, you're wanting to see the CBT rules and so forth, but. I sat there at uh, GDC and I had just watched the MWO trailer and I watched that and you know what? I just kind of let go of my preconceived notions of what the game should be and I just listened to what they said about it and I basically fell in love with it just sitting there watching it and knowing what it could be which is what you just said. Tons of freaking fun. Hold on, hold on. Um, so go ahead. Y- you, you put that like 50 years of Battletech experience to the side and you enjoyed it? Well, I just know how demanding we are as a group. Um, you know, we've talked about this before. Gamers in general are pretty spoiled and, and so forth. But the BattleTech, even more, it's like we, we get pissed at well, every single game that comes out. We're also paying customers, you know, who have mm, invested a lot of money in our rigs. This like is that. free to play. <laughs> well, I plan on hopefully giving them no, at least hold, a little money our, if there's some good stuff in there. Our live the audience. to be supported. Our live audience is trying to correct me about Battletech and how long it's been out. 25 years. You have to realize. I bought Battle Darren, Droids in 84. Darren was at Stronomectory. All right. He was there when it went to. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, so, but back to what we were talking about. I, 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 When I went into this room and sat down, maybe it was just because of the, you know, the, the afterglow of seeing MWO, whatever. I was just like, whatever, guys. Just lay it on me. And um, as they told me how the game plays and, and all the different things you can do, I love the collectability aspect of it. Like you're getting virtual card decks essentially that can uh, open up new mech chassis for you and, and weapons. And, you know, like 
yes, there was a tiny voice somewhere back there saying every weapon on every, you know, every mech, you know, like total, fully customiz customization. But I let go, and it's just going to be a fun game. And either, you know, you know that's I think that's going to be the bottom line. It's going to come out, and either it's a fun game, and we all love it, and we're all dragging our friends into matches every day, or it's not. And my feeling is it's going to be pretty damn fun. Well, and, I, you know, I think um, you're, you're spot on. Uh, now, to the developers, and I'm sure we're going to be trying to get them on the show as well to talk about their product. But Contact already made. They, they yeah, uh, by the way, just letting everyone know. Um, they were generally thrilled about their game. Look at the video. I mean, they actually, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're getting paid. But you, they're excited about it. And not to mention that, the game comes out, it's a success. Hell, they, who's to say they can't throw in a game mode to where it's hardcore, you know, Battletech fans. And maybe if they're listening to that, you know, and they haven't even thought about that, that could be an option for, you know, all the, the hardcore fans. We're still playing their game. Uh, hey, it would just be a different mode, right? That you know that that brings something up. Um, I know a lot of us play a lot of games, and studios they get a reputation, good or bad. Um, you know they're in it for the money, or they're in it because of a passion. Um, I can say without a doubt that uh, these guys and and uh, Prana with MWO they love this the BattleTech universe as much. I mean, it was, when I'm back there by their demo area um so many people were just talking the same excited way that i was talking about it you know like um that we've been waiting for this game for so long and they would talk with passion about the battletech universe these guys really love this they're not trying they're not trying to come in here um just make money and fuck what all the uh the the fans want or or wish for i mean they really do want this product to be the best Battletech Mech Warrior product that they can make it, and that goes for both MWO and Tactics and Mech Tech and all the other and guys. And then, you know, another thing, to show you how much dedication the, the fans have out there, you've got Persona Studios, Wolfman X, who's known all over the Mech Commander community, had a son, trained him to love Battletech, and he works for Persona Studios working on Mech Warrior Tactics. Seriously, Brand. most what guys kind of guys are the biggest... Max, I think you to say something. That? What, Go what for kind it. of loves that? that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, uh, I got into BattleTech before my dad. Ooh, he trained his dad. <laughs> Look at that. So that's what he, that's what I want to see from my daughter when she grows up. Really suspect Max is the cleaner. I've long suspected that you know he's not really related to his dad. He was growing in a vat somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if I may ask, obviously. Uh, developer to developer as far as have you did you guys take a lot of inspiration from the tabletop and and what was done and like the process i mean did you guys actually look at the tabletop itself and take some aspects uh yes uh the tabletop itself is uh you know uh, incredibly complex and obviously being round based it allows you to make a ton of decisions that you simply can't cram into a real-time format so we try to distill it down to, you know, some really important aspects like uh, the positioning and so on. And, uh, you know, we try to uh, actually implement them and uh, put them into our game as a major factor. Me, personally, I try to look at uh, both the tabletop and the computer games and just try and figure out what the spirit of Battletech is. You know, beyond the rules, what is Battletech about? 
and uh, I'm hoping to be able to convey that in our game. You know, we, we touched on this with the in the previous uh, episode, number 19, when we talked with the MWL guys. Um, it's pretty much impossible to translate CBT into any sort of video game. I mean, it's just, you know, if you want CBT, then play the tabletop. And, and that goes for myself as well. I, you know, I haven't in a good probably year or two, but um, I love playing the tabletop with but a group you, of friends. You've played, yeah, we've played Mega Mech, which is, you know, as close, close as we can come to being, you know, 2,000 miles when you're, away. When you're talking about a video game, it's, it's about balance. It's about playability. It's about just having fun and it would not be that way if they just stuck 100% to CBT canon. I agree. Alright guys, we're going to be moving on to Mechware Living Legends. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, saying that we, we actually have gone through quite quite substantial effort to make sure that our game is as canon as we can make it. And that's why we work with uh, partners such as Catalyst and MechTech. Excellent. We hope to have Catalyst and more information on upcoming products from them for you guys very, very soon. So again, we're going to be moving on to MechWare Living Legends. For those who did not catch or listen to podcast number 19, and yes, that's 19, we did a special interview with uh, King William Lear himself and his sort of right-hand man, um, Morgan Toth, and a ton of information. Um, if you've been following the mod, if you haven't played the mod, go do it. Um, a ton of, I mean, stuff. I, I don't even want to go check out, listen to the podcast, get all the information. Uh, great news, um, just straight from them. Yeah, basically, and, and if you've you. been kind of, you know, on the periphery and thinking about checking out MWL, but you didn't know really what to do or uh, didn't know where the community was or whatever, um, check out episode 19. Uh, check out mechlivinglegends.net. Uh, their forums there, uh, jump on our TS, um, you know, a, lo a lot of people that play are on here. It's worth checking out, uh, you know, as we're all waiting for other products or whatever. It's it's definitely something you don't want to miss. All right, and with that, uh, just to, you know, if you're a unit out there waiting for the game to come out, you might want to go in there, you know, and, and play it as group because there are Training. a lot of similarities. Yeah, there, you well, know, can, utilize it. And there's people doing that already. I'll there's people training for MWO via MWLL, so you don't want to be behind. I will oh. come out and say that I am one of these people. I've probably played more LL in the past past week than I have in the past three or four months. And, and I'm there's trying, more trying to start at like the most basic level. I've like picked an Uller variant that I've liked and started taking it out and just getting used to moving in a mech again and shooting in a mech again and even if the controls are different a little just getting that feel back you know it's very important do you keep looking for the jump gates and and you know different planets and so forth i i keep waiting for a signer to pop out on the other mechs <laughs> coming around the corner but it never seems to happen it's just air fighters yeah guys <laughs> Check, check it out um i don't think you'll be disappointed it's uh, it's a blast and obviously there's more and more coming all right we're going to move on to solaris assault tech now i will say you will hear from these guys in the not too distant future on ngng but until then if you haven't seen the screenshots on their website that's mechtech.net um Plus the video, it's a little interview you get to see a little bit and some talking to some of the devs. I know you met a few of them. I think one of them is Charles, correct, Darren? Yep, Charles and uh, Byron yeah. and James and Michael. And they're awesome guys, but check out the screenshots. First off, let me just say, sexy. Um, oh, and Rio. 
uh, Rio is one of the designers as well. He did a lot of the artwork and the 3D models. Yes, the, the, the sexiness, I can't even, and you know, obviously I, I don't have any gameplay, so I can't, you know, say, oh, ah, you know, this, that was crazy, blah, 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 but um, UDK, let me tell you, this, from what I understand, this is two months of pouring their heart into it, and uh, I think they're going to be in development for a little bit longer, so You know, as great as it looks, like, and I think one of their, one of their definite strong points is their 3D models. I think they're just awesome looking. Um... But uh, the whole time hanging out with them, you know, these guys just were, they're like, you know, this is only two months. There's so much we want to do and add to this and so much that, you know, they were almost cringing, even though it looked beautiful to me. And I love the ideas that they have for the game and so forth. They have so much more that they're going to do and that they're planning. Uh, I just can't wait to see it. Yeah. Uh, then some of the, the features you were saying they were going to implement, I mean, was just... Uh, Groundbreaking, in my opinion. Yeah, freaking, I mean, like... No one else is doing it out there that I've heard. So you know, kudos yeah. For those to... that didn't listen, the, the the one feature that stood out the most, besides all of the you know the arena fighting and uh, total mech customization, is as far as paint jobs and all that kind of stuff. Um, one of the best features ever, in my opinion, was um, being able to watch a match, you know, without having to play it. So basically, on a mobile device, you can watch a match, you can bet on a match, and you can place a bounty. Uh, on a player so stuff that you've never seen before but I think has huge and you can do that on a mobile device right that's what they're yeah, saying so like, like you know if you can't play you can still earn money you can still have fun and watch the matches it's it's pretty cool awesome just I mean there's nothing like that um, I will say to stay tuned to MacTech for footage in the not so distant future yes it's footage and I mean they've they've got some uh, let me let me just say they've got some great plans and uh, you know obviously the only way they can do that is with support and I mean MechTech's been around uh, and helping the community and I mean it's basically been sort of the foundation for the community for the longest time and if anything now is the time to definitely support them and the, I will say they have some of the best 3D artists as far as for mechs to go around I mean it's some of these guys I followed them on DeviantArt before I even knew they worked for MechTech so you know Sim- yeah, same thing, and also a lot of their concept art is just really cool. I mean, these guys put, have put a lot of hard work for many, many years. All right, guys, so that's going to be a wrap-up. Again, I'd like to take the time to say thank you, Persona Studios, for being on the show tonight. It's been a pleasure. You guys are awesome. I'm so glad that someone who actually gives a shit is designing a game that, you know, I, I actually truly care for. And, you know, it's good to know that you guys are legit, you know, fans and, and followers of MechWarrior and Battletech. So thank you. Hey, no problem. And uh, you'll be hearing from us uh, very soon in the future. You're welcome. It was our pleasure. Yep. And so, yep. so we'll, we'll have them on back. again. I'm, I'm sure we'll have them on again uh, in the future. Uh, and obviously, maybe they'll be able to really build some of those questions they weren't able to answer uh, closer to launch and or post-launch. Uh, so, Darren, uh, did you have anything before we uh, head on out? Yeah, I did want to say um, this is episode number 20. And so I want to give uh, an extra special big shout out to our fans and our listeners because uh you know really i never had any idea that it was going to go this far and we're talking you know 19 weeks of shows every single week and every single week we're growing um our listenership is growing uh the number of people coming to our website our fans on facebook 
And uh, I mean, I know it's everybody always says, and it sounds cheesy, but literally, you know, we could have none of this would be possible without you guys. We'd just be talking to ourselves on TeamSpeak like we were doing before the podcast. So I just want to say thank you. Uh, show number twenty, and uh, here's the number fifty and a hundred and beyond. And I think what Darren just said is, I love you guys in a long roundabout way. I, th- I think that's absolutely you, you did. You did. Um, so. Guys, it's been another great week, and obviously we'll be covering everything that happens uh, from today till next week. So this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. I hope you enjoyed tonight's awesome show. This is Philip. This is Darren. This is Brandon. And this is Craig. Till next time, MechWarriors.